Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and oh, look who it is to start the show today. He's an author, he's a broadcaster, he's a provocateur, and now we can say it for real, he might be the next mayor of the city of Indianapolis, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Uh, glad glad to be here today. A little bit earlier uh, than we usually are, uh, but yes, uh, after months of consternation and chatting and polling and uh, data... I decided to throw my hat in the ring and announce my candidacy for the mayor of Hill Valley, California. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what Hill Valley, California is, that was a town in the Back to the Future films. And if you go back to the diner scene where Marty McFly got beat up by Biff and all the rest of the guys and the and the, the, the African-American who was working there, like, you could be mayor. That's right. A colored mayor. That'll be the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to clean up this town. Well, here's a broom. Get started. Well, you are here with an actual big announcement. What is it? Uh, yeah, we are uh, officially at 11 o'clock this morning. We will be throwing our hat into the ring. Uh, for the mayor of the city of Indianapolis. I love it. I think it's great. So why? Why are you doing this? Uh, city needs hope. The city needs direction. And I feel like we've been just sort of wanderingly, aimlessly drifting. I mean, granted, we had the pandemic in there, so that you know, once-in-a-hundred-year event, which I totally, completely uh, understand how that could throw things off a bit. But if any doesn't feel like it's on track, whether, yeah. it's, whether it's a crime situation, whether it's the roads, just whether it's just sort of the, the attitude in general. And I think Part of that leadership comes from the 25th floor, and I think it's you know just after eight years, you know eight is eight is enough. Why, uh, when you looked at you being the person to do this, right? Because I know you didn't come to this decision li- lightly. Why did you say I'm the guy that can address the things you just talked about? Well, I looked around. At the, I looked around at the field to see who was getting in, because obviously that's one of the things you do when you look at race. Who's, who's your competition going to be? And I looked at uh, the Republican side. And a lot of uh, my friends like Ryan Vaughn, former city council president, chief of staff for the mayor, uh, head of the sports corporation, uh, he said he wasn't going to get in. So someone like that I'd have gladly stepped aside for because he's a good friend, really smart guy. You were looking for someone good who you believed could do the things or, or address the things you just talked about. Yeah, and then I've got a mirror. <laughs> like, why not? It's like Dick Cheney when he was looking for his head of the vice president of the president's search yeah. committee. Like, hey, I'll be vice president. Yeah. So now you've never run for public office before, so I'm totally curious the actual process you went through to finally say, "Okay, I'm going to do this." Uh, the first thing I did was I spoke to my lovely wife, wife, the lovely Mrs. Shabazz. How'd that go? Uh, the the first the the first two words out of her mouth, I said, "Honey, I'm thinking about running for mayor." Were Negro, please. And then she walked away, like which is usually how most of our conversations uh-huh. conversations sure. start. Uh, but then I like convinced her like at dinner like hey sweetie how's your dinner blah blah and I'm thinking about running for me it's like hey fine go do your exploratory committee just keep me out of your mess yeah yes dear no worries. she wasn't taking you serious no uh, she first of all she was like first of all why would you want to be me yeah it's a thankless job people just complain all day and by the way fix those potholes out there too <laughs> like okay okay great <laughs> why don't you show me what you bring to the table by fixing the one on our street <laughs> exactly so uh, yeah so uh, spoke to the wife uh, put my uh, sort of informal team together. Quote, exploratory committee, uh, spoke, to, spoke to a lot of Hoosiers, a lot of folks in Indianapolis, all all parts of the city, Republicans and uh, Democrats and Libertarians for that matter. And whenever I told them I was thinking about running for mayor, 
is how their eyes just lit up. Yeah. They were like excited. Uh, perfect example, I had a, uh, on my website, abdulforindy.com, obviously, abdulforindy.com. Always getting that website plug in and you're doing it already. I like that. Yep, abdulforindy.com. Is just, it a just, four? Just, is it a, yeah, a, number four. Abdul number four indie.com. Yeah. A, a very nice lady, I want to say from the far east side, she donated $5. Yeah. She said, Abdul, I'd love to give more, but that's all I can afford to give right now. I really want you to, to do this and really want you to be mayor. And it's for people like that who are limited means, don't have a lot to give, and just want to feel better about where they live. Let's start with crime because I think that is the issue. Now, there are obviously many other issues when you talk about a major metropolitan city, but crime is the issue, and it has gotten so bad, especially, I mean, it was bad before, but especially since 2020, how do you, how do you start? What do you do? Well, uh, first of all, I think it comes from leadership and making sending a clear message that we're not going to put up with this crap anymore, period. There, there are people we're mad at, and there are people we're afraid of, the people we're mad at, we need to you know, obviously do an alternative form of sentencing to, to get them back on the right track, which, which is offender reentry and some other things and uh, with probation. But people we're afraid of, they need to go away and be put away forever. Because my thing is this. Uh, it's, it's a line that Mike Pence used, which I kind of stole for a little bit because you know, good politicians borrow, but great politicians steal. <laughs> well, and that's the way radio works too, right? Plagiarism is the greatest form of flattery. Well, exactly. Uh, Indianapolis, Marion County should be the worst place to commit a crime but the best place to get a second chance. Yeah. However, a third, fourth, and fifth chance, right. not so much because we got the revolving door yeah. at, at, at the jail. Yeah. Uh, Abdul is our guest announcing his run for the mayor of the city of Indianapolis. Is this, is crime a, are we way off on crime? What I mean by this is, because we always hear Joe Hawks say, well, we threw X amount of dollars or Y amount of dollars. Just throwing money at a problem doesn't make it go away. You got to wisely throw money at the problem. So my question to you on this is: Is it just management, or do we need a total overhaul of how we're doing things? I think I think it's a little, I think it's a little bit of both, uh, because if, if if all it took to solve a problem was to throw money at it, poverty would have been yeah. gone a long time ago. Yeah, and and everything would have been fine. But obviously, throwing money at an issue is not enough. And I, I think it takes more than money. I think it takes people knowing know that, that the leadership that they elected to, to run the city is actually going to do it, and they're going to hold that leadership uh, accountable. Like I said, uh, only 27% of Indianapolis citizens think the city's on the, on the right track, and only 33% think Joe should get a third term. With, with, with data like that, there, there's something wrong, and there's an opportunity there for somebody to, to step up and run the show. Abdul is our guest, talking about his run for the mayor of the city of Indianapolis. He'll file today, 11 o'clock. He said, right, we appreciate you letting us break the story. That's very nice of you. Uh, you mentioned something that I think is very interesting, and I felt this last night, and I feel this all the time here. My wife and I were downtown having dinner. We were driving home. This was, I don't know, reasonable hour, like 7.30. So we're not talking about, you know, midnight or 1 in the morning. And we were driving home, and she made the point, there's nothing here. Like, there's nothing going on. This city looks depressing. And when you and I first started uh, hanging out and running around together 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, Indianapolis wasn't that place. You felt good about the city. You felt good about being out. As long as you didn't go certain places, you felt reasonably safe. It's depressing to be here right now. It is. And that's where, like I said, the, the city leadership comes in. Uh, if I may quote a, a Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, 1980s type reference, uh, there's a malaise 
over the city of Indianapolis. And it's, it's like Pigpen and, 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 and Charlie Brown. It's got that cloud of crap just around you wherever wherever you go. And somebody needs to like, hey, Pigpen, we need, we need to go shower you off a little bit. I think I'm the person that can do it. Can you do that? How do you do that, right? Is it just, you know, is it like Reagan, it's morning again in America, and you look at this guy and you just believe in him so much that it sort of makes itself happen? How do you do that? How do you get people to believe in a city again? A, it's uh, it's leadership. It's it's just that. you got to make people feel good and sort of reach them where they are. Yeah. you also got to hire good people, good smart people, good quality people, and people who are going to listen. Uh, Because that's, that's one thing, that's one complaint I hear uh, about the administration, they don't listen. They don't listen to businesses. They don't listen uh, to neighborhood groups. They're just sort of going through, through the motions. Uh, perfect example. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story on Fox Nine about the 16-foot pothole <laughs> that was in front of a person's business, 16 feet wide, a foot, a foot deep. Somebody should probably get on that. Uh, yeah, I, it, it was it was a story on it, and the city's response was, "Well, they're not a main street, so they'll have to wait until we get yeah. this fixed." Like, wait a second, this is a 16-foot pothole yeah. that is a foot deep surely you can bend the rules a little bit to get that to get that covered up are are uh, are you when you think about your place in this city is being what you would be the first black mayor of the city of indianapolis is that a big deal um i think i think for some people it is i think it shows that once again uh indianapolis can make uh progress but then again i'd be the first black mayor the first you know raised islamic mayor and the first mayor with a Superman and Alpha Sigma Chi. I love how you worded that. Tattoo. Raised Islamic. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, I love bacon in my scars. I'm not giving those up. And my scotch. And I also got a uh, Superman tattoo and my uh, Jesuit Honor Society tattoo. So a- a- eventually you could you could break things down into categories that every, anybody who would be a mayor yeah. would be a unique uh, candidate. Um, I cannot ignore the historical precedent that I would set if we did it. Uh, which is why I would do what my parents always said, which is don't embarrass us. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that because obviously your your dad was a patriot, served this country, uh, member of the military. They were law-abiding citizens. You know, your 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 parents were phenomenal people. And I experience this as the older I get, the more you're aware of the sacrifices your parents made for you to have the opportunities that you do, and you almost feel more pressure as you get older. Which sounds weird than you did when you were a kid to not let your parents down. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, 33, 33 years ago, uh, this uh, summer, we moved back from Europe. And when we came back, we came to Indianapolis because my grandmother was sick and lived in Champaign. So my mom wanted to be close close to her. Uh, and I remember we were there for the Goldsmith uh, mayor race. And my mom and I would just watch the returns that night. I was like, son, that's going to be you someday. Like, what, the news anchor guy or the mayor guy? <laughs> It's like probably the mayor guy. Uh, Abdul's with us. A couple minutes left with him talking about his run for the mayor of the city in Indianapolis. I, obviously, being very close with you, I'm very excited you're doing this. I'm very excited for our city. But I'm also very excited for myself as a broadcaster because you will not be boring. No. This will be probably the most fun campaign in the history of this city. As, and as, we need that. As, as I told my lovely wife when, we, when I convinced her to marry me, like, sweetie, <laughs> You won't always be happy, but I promise you, you'll never be bored. <laughs> and that she, has, she hasn't always been happy, <laughs> Yeah, but she's never been bored. Let's face it, the overwhelming uh, amount of campaigns, by overwhelming, I mean like 99%, are incredibly boring. Yep. They're exactly. not even really, they're hard to cover because they're so boring. We have to try to make them interesting. Which is the nice thing about having covered politics, uh, and actually been an actor and a comedian, you know how to relate and connect with people and individuals, and, and also teaching, you know how to keep their attention. Yeah. So all those skills come in handy uh, for this job. 
Are you nervous about the shoe being on the other foot? And what I mean by this is like I went the opposite way, right? Like, I mean, I did radio, but then I did politics and then went back to radio. So when I do things the way I do them that anger people sometimes, I say, look, I expected people to do this to me, to hold me accountable. I expected to be asked hard questions. I expected people to come to meetings and sometimes say not so nice things about me. So I don't feel bad doing it as a broadcaster because I didn't complain about it when I was the elected person. Are you, is that going to be weird for you having the shoe on the other foot? Um, it, it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a little bit of a different role. I mean, I have been on that side of the fence before when I worked for the Illinois That's right, yeah. Attorney General. For but age. you weren't the guy. No, I wasn't the guy. No, I was just the guy who made sure the guy didn't mess yeah. up. And yeah, what didn't... was that guy in House of Cards? Stamper. Wasn't yeah. that his name? Were you the Stamper guy? Anyway, yeah, you're the dude now. You're yeah. the guy. So, uh, so yeah, there, there's a little bit of that, and. Like I said, my life is pretty much an open book, so anybody wants to find yeah. something about me, you can just go on the internet. By the way, I'm dualfriendly.com if you really want to do something <laughs> online. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't worry about it. I mean, it comes with the territory, and just got to be ready to answer the questions. My thing is, like, don't lie. Yeah. Just keep your integrity. Yeah. And if you don't know, like, hey, guys, you know what? I don't know about that, but tell you what, we'll check on it. We'll find out. We'll get back to you. It's when you lie. It's when people don't trust you. When people don't trust you, that's when everything goes south. That You are, like, the only campaign that I can envision in which Rob Kendall – and Eric Holcomb might actually agree on something. This is this is what a strong candidate you are right out of the gate. Actually, uh, our good friend Micah Beckwith and another <laughs> and a very very liberal progressive like far left almost borderline communist friend both said Abdul whatever we can do. Yeah, well the city need the city needs something different, and I think you're. The guy. All right, we got to let you go because I know you got to go do the filing. By the way, I told you, you're not getting that donation until you officially <laughs> file because knowing you, you could get hit by a briefcase full of money walking over there. Actually, a safe. Thank you very much. <laughs> what uh, People want to know more about you in the meantime. How can they uh, How can they do that? Abdul for Indy.com, number four. Abdul for Indy, A-B-D-U-L for Indy.com. Uh, the one and only Abdul Gibshabaz. Good luck, my friend. Hey, thank you. 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey Show.